in a world. Okay, no, I'm not gonna do it again, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> it was so good though. I listened to it and I I hadn't listened to it, full disclosure, until the podcast had come out. So <laughs> I, I listened to it because Emma was, you know, wanting feedback. She always does. She was like, tell me I'm great. <laughs> I mean, I'm that's great. what I meant. But really hey, what hey, I, hey, I tell me I'm great. <laughs> I did want, I mean, I I think I, I, I did it pretty late and I was like, oh crap, I gotta get that episode out. So I just, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I winged it. I wung it, so to speak. And <laughs> she wung it real well. And um, I was whelmed. I, I was listening to it. <laughs> I was, I was overwhelmed. Oh, was so good. It was fun. It was so good. <laughs> it was a fun moment. Um, and if you ever, at any point during this recording, hear like random thumps, it's because Miko has a tennis ball and she lives to cause chaos. And she brought me a sock. I like this sock. You stole this sock. This is my sock and you ate it. So the sock is no more. So I'm actually going to confiscate the sock for now to retroactively punish you. So it's less of a cute thing and more like retroactive well, anti-theft. So I give her old socks that like either don't have a pair or like don't, like I just, I, I don't like, like I tried them out, whatever. And I give her to those, but she's like, okay, I like this. I love this. I love the direction we're going. Hear me out. Mm-hmm what if just just hear me out what if i took a sock that you were wearing out of the laundry basket and i ate that one but also i ate the one you gave me what do you think thoughts you lie there is none so (laughs) you're into this right um i I, she was not into this so (laughs) i don't know why but chip and ruby are obsessed with it too i caught them today like this is the most boring chit chat, but I caught them today. I'm gonna yeah, I have, I have something coming up, but here we go. <laughs> but yeah, I literally caught them today like 18 times. I was trying to work in the kitchen. And I've also learned that whoever these people are, that's like, yeah, I've been homeschooling my kids and working from home. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Because I have two dogs and I cannot successfully work from home with them mm-hmm. unless I sedate them. Right. Like they're so... And like, they're not active dogs. Like some people have like really active dogs. These are pretty chill dogs. And they're still like, oh, I'm going to pace the room. I'm like a shark. I'm just going to circle you, circle you, circle you, circle you. And then anyway, so amid the chaos of trying to get them to chill the heck out, Mm -hmm. they found a sock of Luke's in the laundry basket. And they decided that this was the best thing that they'd ever discovered. And they keep pulling it out of the laundry basket. And I put it back and I'm like, no. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. No, I get no it. like I get you're it. so right. You're so right. Counterpoint. <laughs> I'm have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? It's like a, a short, or maybe a longer gif as far as gifs go. But it's like a cat keeps putting their paw on the fish, and they're like, "I touch it, the fish." And the human's like, "No, no, touch." And the cat's like, "No, no, no." Like I, I totally hear you. But what if I touch it, the fish? And they keep like, it's like, nope, no fish. Right, right, no fish, no fish. But what if I touch it? They go, "Damn it!" <laughs> it's like the end of it. <laughs> That's that's what I like. That's what I think of every time. That's exactly what it's like. So I love your idea, but mine. Let's just consider it. So that's our dog's inner monologue at all times. It would seem. So okay. anyway, I think I think my thing for now is going to be. I have a poll for you. It's a it's a single person poll. Love so this. I personally think that I am a great test now. subject. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I volunteer. What movie is that from where it's like, oh, we found the per oh, it's how I met your mother. It was like a German tour group mm. and there were like a bunch of other people that were walking around New York. And so they started asking them all these like really pertinent questions because they're like, this is the most unbiased group we'd find. So <laughs> funny. Um it was like a perfect test group. Anyway, so the poll is do okay. I do a double T or do I convert the slightly shorter of my T's into chat? Hmm. I leave is you your other T moderate to long? No, it's more introspective. So mm-hmm. there's there's more of a discussion mm-hmm. to be had. In whereas case, the first one is kind of just a monologue. Okay. In that case, I think that monologue, I think we should allow you your monologue moment. You know, you just tell us how you're feeling. Bring it to the people. We're here. You're captive audience. Give it to us literally captive literally. <laughs> i can't go anywhere i'm right here <laughs> so what we're saying is make it chat just yeah be chatted up baby clear. okay 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 so i i put this in the podcast notes and emma's response was i'm sorry what <laughs> so i was driving home from i think it was like a church event and my husband was in the car with me and we're mm-hmm. just chatting and he turns to me and he goes oh did i tell you someone flashed me when I was driving earlier in the week. I'm gonna let that sit with you. Let me repeat for the people in the back. Did I tell you someone flashed me while I was driving? And I was shooketh as I think one would be. And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. Elaborate. What What happened and who do I have to maim? So (laughs) he was like, yeah, I was driving really, really fast in a like slow speed zone because that's what he does. And relatable. This, Hi, me. Also, Luke cut from the same cloth. Yeah. <laughs> so. And this car kept flashing me. And then I realized that they were trying to warn me oh about the speed God. zone. And it was at that moment that I realized another transatlantic issue. So here's a slang term for you. Flash. Uh-huh. As in to flip one's lights on one's vehicle, not to show one's naked body part. So in the US, flash would be to girls gone wild, flash your boobs to or, someone or or male chest or male other parts, typically. Let's, let's hope not. Let's, let's that's, what, that's what they do. They, upper body. The, the trench coat. No, they, the why would a man flash his pecs at you? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> So unless he has like really impressive, like like if you like the bumpy oh, muscular wow. thing, you know, <laughs> like oh, how about that, you know, like or if he has a cool tattoo, maybe. But what they're probably talking about is a male trench coating you. So yeah. So but, the point being, he meant flash lights, and right. I thought he meant a woman flashed him yeah. as she was driving which I had multiple questions about because I'm like, how are you doing that? Like, baby, how are you going to see? (laughs) Where's your shirt going in the meantime? Was it just a one boob situation? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. luckily for us, we don't need to analyze those questions at this time. So no, uh, thankfully for everyone's public safety, uh, nobody tried to come from a husband. (laughs) So Uh it's fine. (laughs) So uh, for future reference, if I say someone flashed me, you can be sure it is the disturbing variety. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are lost in translation. Love that. 
as always so that you put in the chat you put the picassos of podcasting (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i was thinking so hannah and i we made a joint podcast note notepad which honestly was the best decision we've ever made so because because we always forgot stuff yeah and i started making my own my own notes but then we were like well let's just like because it's we both have iphones so it's easy to just hop in and edit it and consolidate combine our powers so i i don't know i think i maybe saw a meme of someone's like picasso's no that's van gogh you know so i don't know maybe i saw van gogh's like portraits through time you know as he like slowly went insane but i like alliteration so i probably just switched to picasso so that i could put it with podcasting but my note is picasso's of podcasting slowly going insane and recording journey and I just kind of feel like when you, if anyone who wasn't us were to look through these notes, they would see a, like a, a, not even slow, a very rapid descent into insanity. They'd be like, okay, okay, I get that. Like you wrote a whole sentence. Good. And then it just progressively like, what? And <laughs> then parts of it are like the Rosetta Stone where it's just like, <laughs> like yeah. just that was probably alien language. <laughs> that's probably like post brunch or something yesterday post-brunch where i had like 10 mimosas so um anyway my one note that i wrote in here that i was determined to talk about um okay is that there so let me just preface this by saying that i there's a thousand children in my building and i've talked about that before okay yeah one million thousand trillion yep Mm -hmm. cannot be counted i mean we could but we would not. I am, um, <laughs> but you would be wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I have, uh, man, I'm like all over the place. I'm sorry. I got no sleep last night. So I'm like on fumes right now. Um, I've had a lot of coffee and, but it didn't make me any more awake. I'm just tired with a really fast heart rate. So. Quickness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like quickly tired now. So, and I have political econ after this for two hours. So yay. Yay. Bye. It's fine. It's fine. So there's a bunch of kids in my building and apparently no one in New York city has seen a dog before, which I find shocking, disturbing and And odd on multiple levels because a lot of New Yorkers have. Yeah. So like they've seen dogs, right. But like, they've never had them, especially in this area and in this building, like it's just not Mm. like a super common thing. So I'm like one of the only people in this neighborhood and in this, there's three dogs. Okay. Five dogs in this whole building, mine included. So so that's two for those who don't know Emma or how many dogs she has. I have two dogs. So she has over a third of the building's dog population. You're so welcome. Um, so a lot of people react interestingly to the dogs. Mostly they just like shy away or they cross the street if they're feeling extra. And I'm like, whatever, like whatever makes you feel comfortable. Which is fine. You do you. Um, children, however, um, scream at my dogs. Not like hardcore, like blood curling shrieking. But they'll go like, oh. <laughs> ah, you know, like, ah, and I'm like, okay, okay. I let it go for a while. And I saw this family the other day that I see all the time. And they're the kind of parents who let their kids use the lobby as like a playground. So anytime you hear children screaming uh, when we're recording, it's because that family is in the lobby and they're just playing down there instead of outside, like normal humans or at the park, like extra normal humans. They're like, what if we played soccer in this, like, in this lobby, though? In this, like, <laughs> square foot lobby. Like, mm, consider. What do you think? So uh, that's what they do. And it's really irritating because they just block the door. They block the stairway. And I'm over here, like, I'm losing my mind. They need a goal, Emma. Where are they going to kick the ball? I want to, like, yell at the kids, but it's the parents' fault. 
So I have like this yeah. like cognitive dissonance of like, who am I angry at moment? Anyway, I walked outside with the dogs the other day and that family was there. And the younger boy, he's probably like four, he screams at the dogs. So I have developed a method of defense, so to speak. And that is to scream back. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and he eye lip eye emojied me. He was shook. He was like, what? And I didn't like, I didn't scream like horror movie scream. I screamed just the way that he would, you know, just like, ah, right back at him. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Tangential story. So when I was in Rome for the first time, mm-hmm. I was with a bunch of like similarly college, post-college aged young people because they young people i'm so old um <laughs> with a group of like early 20 somethings because the the tour that we booked on was mm-hmm. through like a college post-grad group mm-hmm. so anyway booked on the tour bunch of people all americans sadly mm-hmm. and so yeah it was it was as brutal as it sounds honestly so <laughs> the this girl had like a crossbody bag oh i remember and- <laughs> This is my favorite. And it was like, it was like a really big purse, Mm -hmm. which most of Europe is really, really safe. Mm -hmm. That being said, if you are going to be dumb, someone in the world, especially in Europe, is going to take advantage of that. So she had like a crossbody bag. It was pretty open. It was very thief friendly. Pickpocket central. Yeah. So she's like holding onto her bag for some reason it's not cross-bodied it's like quarter-bodied I don't really understand the configuration that she had it in but it wasn't deployed in the correct way sure and so we were about to get on the metro and this homeless woman comes up to her we were about to leave and she like turned and she screamed because the homeless woman was like grabbing her bag and so she screamed and she was like, ah, and the homeless woman deadpan looks back at her and goes, ah, and screams right back. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I'd seen, but it like, she didn't take the bag. Everything was fine. Um, for those who are like, Anna, you're heartless. What about the girl's back? <laughs> and then she stole she's everything. <laughs> yeah. And then she, and also she tripped. And stabbed her. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know the the woman mm-hmm. walked away and mm-hmm. didn't take her back mm-hmm. so hence it's a hilarious anecdote now <laughs> <laughs> i hope that that kid remembers that someday and well she was like 24 so i really hope she's grown because <laughs> i'm just saying it has been it's proven to be a very effective method so i'm going to continue <laughs> you're like I stand that homeless woman. She was right. You're she was so right. something. <laughs> mm, queen. We love you. So, I mean, it was like, I did not plan. This wasn't like, I got, that's what I'm going to do the next time. I just saw the kid. He did it. And I was like, I, I just, I like, <laughs> and I just, and I just did it. You know, I, I, I looked at him for about like a beat and then I just screamed and I was like, that felt good. And I just walked away. And I'm glad we did this. The we also got anything. Like no, no one said a word to me. He he. It was it was just like quiet, and I just kept going. It was great. As an aside, 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 Cyber Nation mm-hmm. marked for those who would come. I have started watching New York Million Dollar Listing, and it is so fun. It's so much fun to watch, and I'm like, oh, Emma could go. Oh, million dollar. No, you're so funny. <laughs> 
I do. I was just looking around and I was like, oh, that's a nice neighborhood. Oh, maybe Emma could live near. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like four, mil- four million. Oh, okay. Good, good, cool. So anyway, I think mm-hmm. we should probably intro the episode, given the fact that people may forget who we are, what they're doing, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. they selected this beautiful, illustrious, award-winning someday podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it has won awards. They're just all from me. So <laughs> <laughs> I will never get over. We were fired and immediately rehired. <laughs> Funniest thing. Luke didn't laugh at all. So I was listening and I, I was laughing because I, I like played it in the car for him. And he was like, did Emma get fired from her job? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You missed Luke, the catch up. <laughs> and here I we tell go. you again. So, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, slash fortunately for all of you, Hannah and I can't not be here because without us, it's a lot we harder to release the this podcast. Team is quite small if we weren't here. <laughs> Just Nico with a pen, so. and she doesn't have thumbs, guys. Like, don't make her do this. <laughs> it's not good. So, that being said. That, now that we've been <laughs> graciously rehired by the team, aka us, we had to talk to us and we were like, guys, get it together. We entered into arbitration. <laughs> we came out with a mediated. There was a stalemate. <laughs> there was a short strike. <laughs> it was just like, a, get it together. We were like, okay. And here we are. So um, Ta-da, we're back. But we're not planning on getting it together because we can't. So welcome to the Transcontinental Tea. Transcontinental tea. Transcontinental <laughs> meaning across continents. Thus creating a transcontinental thing. In this case, it's tea. <laughs> it's but it's like a metaphorical tea because once mm. again, we don't drink tea. Not usually, no. There's just not a ca- enough caffeine in it, you know, unless it's hardwired into like an IV. There's just not enough caffeine mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I have a high, high need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I start my day with 30 chances of coffee. So I mean. It's yeah, too late for yeah. me. Um, so, <laughs> I'm Emma. I am Hannah. And this week, we're going to do something we actually have not done before. We've done it, I don't know, like, we've gone around it. We've, like, yeah. waved at it. We've passed it. We're like, oh, look over there. And then we kept going because we have places to be. And we can't stop at every single location, okay? We're on a deadline. So yeah. today we decided we have the time. Honestly, I'm super excited to talk about it because I feel like it's, it's something that's such a no brainer for us to cover. And I'm super, super passionate about it. I'm super excited to chat about it. And I'm super excited to hear your guys' thoughts. And I don't like when people say your guys's, but I had to because mm-hmm. I couldn't think of another word. So I'm going with y'all. y'all <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying that like after seven years of living in the Southeast, I unironically say y'all. But it's a correct contraction, which I so appreciate. Like, it's not gonna. It's an actual contraction of two words. It works great. You and all. Y'all. It's legal, okay? Get off my back. It's legal. So anyway. (laughs) Today's episode might be controversial. Might not be. If you're a man, you might not like it. But as a woman, I don't care. It's not controversial. Because honestly, what we want out of this is for people to feel seen, heard, and understood. And to just raise awareness about something Mm -hmm. that we have experienced personally, that so many people experience every single day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be talking about women's safety in public. If you haven't heard about it, if nobody has flagged it up for you, and it's something that you've gone through, I really, really hope that you feel seen and heard and validated. Because it's so weird that 
I guess there's just not enough of a subculture as women that we don't talk about it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a post on Instagram and feeling so good about myself. Like, yes, I, I, I've done that like 100%. I know exactly what you're talking about and you just feel seen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that happens enough for a lot of people. So hopefully that will happen for you today. And if you're a man, I hope that you just get some education from this. I, mm-hmm. you know, our goal is never to shame unless we know you personally and you've done something to offend us, in which case that is the goal. In which case, we <laughs> want to humiliate you. Yes, yes. As Total w- internal The worst yes, possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that I've had people comment on their appreciation of our candidness and our own near bluntness about a lot of topics because it's hard to find avenues of people or platforms rather of people who are being genuine about their struggles. Um, yeah. I think that there's a pressure for all of us to definitely appear a certain way societally. We talked about that before and it's, it's hard to go against that because that means that people will, they'll deny it. They'll tell you that you're wrong. You know, they'll invalidate you and we're not going to do that because we're one, we're amazing, but also because um, if you didn't know, now, you know, but also just because it's something that we both wish we had had when we were going through it. So 150%. Without further ado, we should definitely get into our tea of the week, though. Tea, tea, Do you want to go first, or shall I? Um, it depends on what yours is about because mine has a man in it, and it's not. Mine also has a man in it, and it's an interesting one. It's a thought provoker. Okay. Um. Okay, you go first then. Okay. So. So you're the earth. <laughs> so I, we can't, I'm sorry. I, it's one of those things that once you start that, you can't have to finish it. Here we go. So I was at a garden party because I'm in England and I live here. Um, it's and a yard, everyone. It's a yard. <laughs> That's what it is. Garden. So anyway, I was at a garden party for a friend's birthday and there's this guy friend who is friends with my husband, who I met through my husband. And we just get along really well. Like we always have long chats, which I will trace back to when unrelated anecdote, obviously it's one of my teas. It's going to have 50,000 side stories, but it was relevant. So every time when I was in uni, I went to like a party, no matter where I was, some guy, probably one who was trying to hook up with my friend would sit me down and have like the most deep emotional conversations with me. And the whole time I was thinking two things. Mm -hmm. One, oh my goodness, I did not know this about you. And two, why on God's green earth are you telling me this? I am a total stranger to you. I do not know you. You have no promise that I will not tell everyone that you know everything that you've just told me. Mm -hmm. You don't know my character. You don't know my licenses. You don't know my star sign. There's nothing about me. My rising moon. You don't know. You don't no, I don't even know where Mercury is right now. Can you believe this? So the point being though, I have, I have probably a sign somewhere on me, but I just have this thing where guys that I don't really know that well feel the need to tell me a lot of like emotional things. I think there's also coupled with the fact that I tend to ask really direct questions that I'm interested in just because I don't really care if it's odd or over the line. Like I'd rather ask you and you'd be like, Hey, that's kind of personal. I'd rather not say. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's totally cool. And internally, I'm upset, but externally, it's fine. <laughs> so, point being. so, this guy friend of ours, I've known him for 
three years now because that's how long my husband and I've been together. And he has kind of a complicated history with girls. He was on again, off again with this girl who was also in our friend group. Mm-hmm. She got was. pregnant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Was being the operative word. She got pregnant. Some allege, you know, when they talk about celebrity news and it's like allegedly, so they don't get sued. I'm allegedly in here. Allegedly she got pregnant intentionally, but who could say by him? So yeah. Oof. Okay. Yeah. So the point being, mm-hmm. they have a complicated relationship and he is kind of the proverbial single guy friend. He's like always single. And most of our group is in relationships or married and it's just the stage of life. Anyway. Me too, being, guy friend. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's in his thirties. He's a really nice guy. He definitely has some things he needs to work out before he'd be ready for a relationship, but he would tell you that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's not emotionally asleep. Like he's totally mm-hmm. aware. Mm-hmm. So we're having these, gr- like this great conversation at the garden party. I promise you it would all circle back. So we're having this great conversation at the garden party and we ended up talking for a really long time. And I'm just asking him, like, do you feel like you're emotionally ready for a relationship? Do you feel comfortable with the arrangements that you guys have? Like, where are you at right now in terms of your move? Are you thinking about, cause he lives in a different County right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you thinking about coming back? And he's like, yeah, I'd like to blah, blah, blah. So it was just a really good chat, but it, it reminded me mentally, you know, those like deja vu moments. It reminded me mentally of talking to a guy that you're interested in at a party. And that's not what was happening, Mm -hmm. but it felt a lot like that in terms Mm -hmm. of like, he would go get a drink and he'd be like, don't worry, I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, okay. And then we'd continue our conversation. So anyway, it was just a lot of talking time to be spending with a single guy. It's not something that I do now Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. So anyway, I bemused to myself and I, I was bemused with myself. I spoke to my husband about this and I was like, I don't know why we have such good conversations, but it feels interesting to me. Like, are you comfortable? And he was like, he's not bothered by anything, which is annoying to me, but fine for everybody else. And probably really emotionally woke, but he's absolutely fine. How dare you be healthy? (laughs) Be upset and angry for no reason. Be toxic. No, 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 no. no. So anyway, we are having these conversations Mm -hmm. and my mind goes through a lot of different places, I guess, while we're talking, like on the one hand, emotionally, I'm processing what he's saying and I'm listening to him and I'm responding back. And on the other hand, I'm like, should I be feeling weird that we're having this conversation? Like, is it weird? Do you, are you interested in me? Even though you know that I'm married, you're not interested in me. Does it, is it just that you enjoy my company? What's Mm -hmm. going on here? Because it feels like we get along really well, but then I'm almost suspicious of it, if that makes mm-hmm, any sense, because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not something that I'm used to anymore. Mm-hmm. And the kind of conversations that we're having and like the jokes back and forth would be something that I would have previously seen myself doing if I was talking to somebody who potentially was interested in me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't flirt with him, obviously, but it's just like a very easy flow of conversation, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So I found myself puzzling over this. And of course my husband was no help. Cause he's like, yeah, I think it was fine. It was, I'm glad that you guys get along so well. He's like, it's weird because he doesn't get along with that many people that well. Mm-hmm. So him having that long of a conversation with you is interesting, but yeah, it's fine by me. Okay. And I was like, okay. But it's interesting to me. Cause it like for you, it's, not as big a thing but when you've been in relationships have you had experiences like that where you're not interested in them but it almost feels like you're in a pattern where you would 
be, I don't know if that's making no, sense. So absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about because I have a mental illness and it's called OCD. And part of that for me is a, I have a guilt complex associated with that. And it's referred to, and this is, it's not exactly what you're experiencing, but it'll get there. This initial thing, it develops because I was in a relationship with a guy, more than one, who would try to convince me that I had an ulterior motive by doing something inane, innocuous, normal. So insignificant things. Oh, well, you, you must have worn that specific pair of shorts because you wanted so-and-so's attention. And that was reiterated back to me. And so therefore I developed a complex where I could have a totally normal conversation with my male friends and I would feel like I was doing something wrong. So it's in the same vein. I would just like to reiterate, like you were just being yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. And if you feel like you're being flirtatious, you can be cognizant of it and try to scale back on it. But I would say, try not to be so like, don't be critical of yourself about it because you're just being who you are. And I don't, I know that, you know, Luke knows, like you love Luke. You, you want to be with Luke. You don't want to be with this guy. You're not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize that relationship. And you're not going to do anything that would make anyone else feel like you were trying to jeopardize a relationship like that. I'm sure that guy does not feel that you are romantically interested in him just because you're having friendly jokey conversations back and forth yeah and and again like I would feel a lot differently about it if this were something that would like have progressed like if you were messaging me or if if there was additional content that would be that's a different line completely yeah it's it's more so just something that's cognitively interesting to me Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it doesn't usually happen and I think it's because like the number of guys that I interact with in this way is pretty mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't happen in my run of the mill conversation. Cause most of my guy friends are also in relationships because mm-hmm. that's honestly the healthy thing to do when you're in a long-term relationship. But it's just interesting to me. Cause I don't feel guilty. Like I'm not weirded mm-hmm. out. I, I'm not worried about anything because like, I would never want to cheat on Luke and I wouldn't, sure take steps to further that nor would Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. but the point being like it was just really interesting to me because I I had a very like sparkly aura around you deja vu experience Mm -hmm. of like I I remember this when I was a single person I remember these kinds of conversations I remember the like yeah I'm just gonna stand here and wait for him to come back and and then we have like a longer emotional conversation it was just very interesting well the prerogative was totally different so I wouldn't say yeah. they're definitely not, in my opinion, they're not comparable because yeah, I, so my friend David, he's been with the same girl for like six years now and we hang out solo and we have long conversations and we joke together and we take photos together and there's no hint of sexuality there, you know, or anything yeah. romantic or, you know, anything romantic. So, I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I've experienced that as well. Mine just goes further because of my OCD but you and most of your friends have a person to like yeah. really have in-depth conversations with, like whenever you want to basically. I mean, Luke's not a super talky dude. So, uh, but like in theory, you have an emotional, like you can have deep emotional talks and you should be able to. He yeah. doesn't have that. And him having that with you though, I don't think that, 
I don't think he sees it maybe the way you think he might be seeing it. No, and I don't. And and I think the way, if you're feeling like this, a good barometer check, because this is what I did mentally, because I wanted to make sure I was good internally, mm-hmm. not so much that I was good with Luke, because we had that conversation, we're fine. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure that I was good internally with mm-hmm. it. So basically what I said to myself was, if I were single, would I have wanted to date him? And I literally within a second was like, no, like he's an attractive guy, but he would have never been okay with my boundaries on sex. He would have never been somebody who could have commit emotionally to me. He would not have been somebody who was ready for the kind of commitment that I wanted, Mm -hmm. let alone the kind of commitment that I need. So Mm -hmm. it it was really nice. Like, so if you're going through something like that, that's what I did mentally to just tick off my own mental list. Because for me, it's less about how he's feeling. Cause I think you got to manage your own side of the street. You know, I can conjecture until we talked about this earlier today. I can conjecture until high noon about what I think you're thinking, but I, I can't come up with it objectively. So Mm -hmm. it's going to take just an extra pattern of thought within Mm -hmm. myself to feel Mm -hmm. comfortable. And then I get that we're good. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, you, you definitely have to always be checking in with yourself. I mean, not always, I wouldn't say unhealthily. You do need to be aware of yourself enough to be able to have like those conversations with yourself. So yeah, I think that's a really healthy way to manage it. I can't relate, but um, it's really great. Great for you, Hannah. <laughs> Making healthy choices. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> so, mine is not thought provoking, but I would say it's fairly relevant to today's topic. So it's good that I went second because it's a really good lead in. And I would just like to say, Hannah and I chose this topic when we got on to prep today, like around like four o'clock. It's almost five now my time. So it, it wasn't like we had planned this. And then because of things that had happened, we were like, let's talk about it. Things. It, it just is like, it's all it's coming together, baby. So my tea, I, and it always starts at the gym for some reason. So I have a very like, select few people that I'm okay with talking to me during my workouts. Like, yeah, I have like a rest set and maybe you can chat with me and I'm going to tell you, cause they happen on the same day. I'm going to tell you the way the, the dude, the first guy did this correctly. And I want to portray him as like, here's a way you could do this. And then you're going to get the, how's not, here's how not to do it way afterwards. Praise and criticize. So the first guy I'm on, I'm doing squats and I'm on a rest set and I'm standing there, you know, like whatever. And he, he comes over and he like, he taps the bar and he kind of gets my attention. And I'm like, what's up? I don't think a guy has ever asked me this before. He asks me if he can compliment me. And I honestly, like, I, I was a little surprised. I was like, what? Like no one's ever prefaced a compliment for me. They usually just immediately go into like, here's what I think. And I'm sometimes I'm like, well, I don't care what you think. So it was nice to have the option yeah, to nice say to like, have consent. I mean, shockingly, and like, it shouldn't feel like that, like surprising of a thing, I guess, but because it's like, it's just not a thing that people do. I was a little taken aback. So yeah, of course I was like, yeah, like, you know, go ahead. And in my head, in my head, I'm like, please don't objectify me. Please don't objectify me. Please don't objectify me. You know, like make it polite. If you're going to ask me permission, like hopefully your compliment isn't going to be like lewd. So he just says, I think you look really great. I see you work hard and keep it up. And I thought it was just like, he, he didn't hit on me. He just told me what he thought, you know, and he didn't linger. He said what he had to say. I made a joke about how like miserable I was doing squats. We laughed and he walked away and that was, we did not talk the rest of the time. So if you want to compliment a girl at the gym, ask first, like give them the option to be like, no, I'm busy and like move on. So that's really nice. I um, really approve that message. Yes. Now for 
part two for the do not do it this way guy. So this, this is a person who has interrupted my workouts before to hit on me. And this was last year that he did this. So I was, I think I was doing back day the first time I take my headphone out. Cause he's like waving at me. And I, I, I don't usually just ignore people. Like, cause sometimes they need to get by me or like, they're asking how many sets do you have? Left? How long are you going to be? Yeah. yeah. Like, can I work in like, and sometimes I'm like, you know, like, and sometimes it does happen that way. I will say, I always assume they're going to hit on me because this is what usually happens, but sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. So this guy who I'm not going to name, uh, luckily for you, but he, and that's my workout. And he, he, I don't remember what he said. He complimented me like, like, Oh, you look really great. Blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, so like, we should work out together sometime. And I was like, I mean, if you want to get your butt whoop, sure. And, and he was like, well, like, why don't you give me your number? And I was like, uh, I was, so I, I was polite to him this first time because I, I, I'm not, as a rule, I'm not generally like, unless you're just hitting on me on the street, in which case, like I'm pretty blunt and rude at that point, but this is a shared space that we both have to be in. So I'm going to be polite to you. Sure. So I was just like, oh, I'm, like, I'm sorry. I don't give my number out to strangers. So thank you for your interest. Bye. And then he was like, I think he like, he was like trying, he tried a little bit and I was like, I just, I really don't like, it's not you. I just, I don't do that unless you're hot. I mean, in this case, it literally is you, <laughs> It is you, but case, I also you. don't do that. But generally no, like usually I'll, I'll give you a social media page. I'll give you my Instagram or something, you know, like, but typically I don't just, I don't just give my number out. So he, I stopped seeing him for a little while. Like we don't talk anymore when I do see him. So I'm like, okay, it all blew over. Like he accepted it. Right. Cool. Um, incorrect. That was incorrect. <laughs> so I'm doing a leg day, you know, and this is maybe like a week ago now. And I picture it, Hannah. I I'm have, mentally picturing it. I have just gotten off the Stairmaster. You're in pain. I am in pain. I am very sweaty. And you're also moving slow. I am trudging down the stairs to leave. (laughs) Like, it's very much like one foot meets the other foot on the stair, one foot down, other foot down. I'm not doing a normal- borderline picking your legs up to move. I almost (laughs) went down the banister. It was was this close. (laughs) I debated Um, it. I decided against it. I was like, oh, (laughs) fine. I don't want to leave swell, but fine. For you, I'll do this. (laughs) So I get down the stairs and I say bye to one of the workers that I know. And I walk outside and- I have my headphones in still while my music's not playing because I'm about to take them out. And I walk out, I'm like maybe five feet from my car and I hear, excuse me, behind me. And I turn around thinking like, did I forget something? Like Does somebody need help. Yeah, so, but, okay. And just, they did need help. I just not need, the help you were thinking. I just need to prepare <laughs> yourself for the line that they used on me because they you didn't did say just, that this was like an infamous pickup line that I needed to know. They about. they didn't just you know I've, I've talked about this with my male friends like if you were to hit none of them are going to hit on girls at the gym but if you were to hit on a girl at the gym how would you do it and they would say like I would say something like hey you know I've seen you around I just want you to know like I I think that you're attractive I would love to get to know you you know, and I'm not saying that you should do this, but if you are going to do it, that's probably the route that you should take, like, or start a conversation about a particular kind of workout. Like, oh my gosh, like I, I saw you were doing Romanians. I did this the other day. Like they suck so hard, blah, blah, blah. You know, like now we're having a conversation. Those are a type of deadlift mm-hmm. for those who do not. Sorry, lift. Romanian deadlifts. Yes. 
So um, these are examples of like things you could do maybe, and you wouldn't be vilified on my podcast if you did that. So <laughs> what, that's not what happened. The line, colon, I was so distracted by you my entire workout. And I, I stood there probably for like at least two seconds. I was like, I don't know what to say to that. Like, I was just like, it'd be like that sometimes. And I, at this point, I'm being very like, if you saw my body language and my, heard my tone and saw my face, you would stop hitting on me if you were like a logical human being, because I'm very clearly projecting, stop this right now. Like that, I'm exuding it. It's like Can in you my aura. just repeat the line for the people in the back? I was distracted by you my entire workout. Well, it just, in my mind, there there is going to be someone out there who would take that really positively and whoever you are, dude, that's your prime audience. Mm. But to me, it just says like, I only care about your physicality. I want nothing to do with you beyond that because all I care about is the fact that you're attractive and I was staring at you slash ogling you the entire time for what an hour plus your workouts mm-hmm. are usually like 45 minutes I was there an for, hour and a half I was there for two hours that day so yeah so for the entirety of two hours I was staring at you is not a compliment to me a little bit creepy like maybe you should like do your own workout idea you know like it's okay to you're naturally gonna notice people this is human nature like that's fine we could do a rewrite if you were going to edit this for him. So you can't just not say it. If you were going to edit this, if this were going to be better, okay. what would he say? Oof. Um, something akin to what the first guy had said to me, you know, like compliment my work ethic, not my, my body, because the, while they seem like the same thing, it's, it's better to notice the work I'm putting in more than it is to notice how my ass looks in shorts, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and I was just thinking about like, I don't want to bother you, but I've definitely noticed you, you've caught my attention and I would really like to get to know you. I'm very interested in getting to know you. It would Mm -hmm. be a much better way than I've been staring at you for two hours, get in the back (laughs) of my car. (laughs) I mean, if Arnold, if prime Arnold was going to do it, I'd probably let it go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is a bad plan all around. That was was, was the eighties. It's a bad, I don't do it or whatever it was, but talk about the mullets. Oh, oh, Hannah, this is the longest tea of my life. Hannah. I don't care. This is emotionally (laughs) triggering and the people need to know. Okay. Okay. So recently, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but mullets are becoming a trend again. Maybe not over there, but in America, like it's a thing again here. And I think Stranger Things season two definitely kicked it off because it's set in the 80s. And what's his name? The older guy, the older Steve, not Steve. I don't know his Billy, I think his name was, or something like that. He's a character. He's kind of like the heartthrob, like the hot dude of the, of the season. And okay. he's like one of the kid characters' older brother. Okay. he's a lifeguard he's got he's got a mullet he's got a, like a you know like but i think that sort of introed the trend and it's slowly becoming picking up momentum mm-hmm. and anyway i had a moment of just like horrific realization to myself because <laughs> i know a guy who has a mullet and i'm attracted to men with mullets well i, I don't know what happened i don't know where the shift occurred <laughs> I don't know who yeah. hurt you, but <laughs> so many people, but here we are. I think I'm just kind of over like the whole, like overstyled, over gelled pompadour look. And I'm just like drifting into other You're areas. seeking something new. So 
Anyway, super digress because Cybar Nation, here we are, and you're already listening. So stick with us, kids. Um, although we do have to hustle because we have an hour and my class starts at six. So, right. We might back on track. So here we are. We're on the train tracks again. That anyway, I could go forever with that analogy. So that you, would have been he accosted you. He did. He verbally had now like drawn me into a conversation that I never asked to be a part of. And so I didn't know that this is the person who the the guy I know, I think they, he was chatting with in, or it was even creepier. He saw me walk out and came from across the gym. One of the two, I don't know which one. Cause I didn't, I didn't notice him. I wasn't looking around. Neither is particularly comforting. I was, it, they're both weird. I was just, I don't know. Like, did you see me up there? And you're like, let me just hover. Like, it's weird. So <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so, Wouldn't know, it be great if we had a sign that somebody would just pop out from around the corner? Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> and they just like disappear. Anyway, he he says that, and I'm just like, it be like that sometimes. It's like, what do you say to that? I like cool. Like, I'm not gonna be like, mm, I know, because like while I know that like I'm attractive, I I don't tend to be so overtly vain especially not in the gym when I'm post Stairmaster and I don't look cute. So he says, he asks if I, he's like, would you want to get a drink sometime? And I just go, no. And he was like, no, like he was genuinely shook by my response. And I just turned around and I was like, thanks anyway. And I just, I just left. No, don't go away. Like he was no, like, because this is not the second time you've hit on me. The second time I've had to reject you. And I've never given you any indication that I'm interested. Like, I understand shooting your shot, but like, don't also. Yeah. We'll talk about this more in a second, but it's just, it's a really weird mixed narrative. Cause I think there's a lot of encouragement from people to be like, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't the right time. And like, ask her out again in like six months. And it's like, sometimes no is no. Like <laughs> Almost always. Just no. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't want to say never give something a second chance because there are times when hopefully the person on the receiving end would communicate to you it's it's literally not you it's right now that I'm not open to it but I am open to you in the future and hopefully that is the kind of assurance that you'd receive but Mm -hmm. yeah I just don't love the the narrative that's kind of and it's not it's not all guys fault like unfortunately it's also a movie thing to be like oh he tried to get in 20 years and they got together like just this is not the notebook thank you so like I hate that movie. Me too. Which is actually relevant because I saw a post the other day of people of like nice guys, like basically pressuring and forcing girls into dates. And Noah in that movie does that when he threatens suicide if she won't go out with him. So yeah, it's a very unhealthy relationship. Super creepy. Anyway, I will say like we, the ways we discussed, if you're going to hit on someone, which I'd really think about if I were you, that's the way you should do it versus using some like cheesy line that like, objectifies me without overtly being like your butt looks good in those shorts like I to me I hear the same thing either way so you know and I just and then of course like the next day I come back and I'm doing an exercise and he keeps walking behind me he's like so near me all the time and I'm just like like that and I'm like I'm like you know first of all there's mirrors everywhere if I can see you like if, if you see my eyes I can see you so like rethink like if you see the whites of my eyes I'm looking at you. So, you know, but once I've given you my answer, just like stay away from me. It's okay. We have to cross paths at the gym. Like maybe we're both in the same area. Fine. Like 
I'm not saying you change names immediately, but you know, like, don't be, don't be creepy. So anyway, um, an hour later, that's the end of my tea. And when I planned on talking about that, it was much more concise, but much like this podcast, that's not the point. That's just not, that's just not how I am. So anyway, Han, <laughs> what do we have coming up next? Well, as we are such intellectuals, we have proclaimed <laughs> but we're going to do this on theme so okay. you're gonna be thinking to yourself hannah it's don't like, be insensitive kind of why would you come up with a trivialized quiz for a serious issue i wouldn't how dare you sir ma'am other how dare you first so, of all rude <laughs> rude of you rude. question so, our perfection but it's fine so the point being we have come up with a quiz it is mm-hmm. a buzzfeed nation quiz and the point of it is to say true or false so we've picked a smattering, great word, smattering <laughs> of the instances and the quiz is not really a quiz. It's just an article called 18 things women do just because they feel unsafe in public. Feel free to Google it. It's a really good list. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way you just get a sense of people's stories and, and we can relate, which is kind of the point of this whole episode. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a quiz, but in the form of true or false, have you felt like this or have you experienced this? So I will be reading some of the stories and we will be responding mm-hmm. and reacting mm-hmm. in the moment. But more than anything, we get to do one of my favorite things. <gasps> da, 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 da. And that is play the quiz intro music that has been thoughtfully selected and helpfully provided by the great people of copyright free music on YouTube. And here we go. Yay. Space that time. I was like, really bumping. Okay. That's <laughs> just all you need. I would love for them so to just ready? accidentally play that on Jeopardy, then the normal Jeopardy music, and everyone just like very confused face. <laughs> Go crazy. <laughs> I would be like, yeah. yeah. You guys can't see that Hannah and I do like really bad dance moves the whole time. I mean, granted, we have a limited space it's here. Like, so. It's like crumping if you didn't know how to. <laughs> which we don't so it's just us dancing i guess it's, what so it's, it's on brand it's on all brand. right we're only gonna do a few of these right. because so, we are pressed for time so just a trigger warning some of these yeah. do deal with either verbal assault or actual assault so for those of you who are listening these are stories from real people that buzzfeed collected and so they do account real incidents of assault in some cases mm-hmm. so the first one it's wild to me, but also not wild at all. So the building for my major is on the edge of campus and I can't walk to class without being catcalled or harassed. I feel like I can't walk to class alone anymore. Not even in the middle of the day. I have to schedule my day around when I can be traveling with other people. And that is from not a highlighter. That's the handle. True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, 
I guess it's not something that I consciously plan because to me, it sort of feels futile either way. Like if they're going to do it, they're going to do it and they're not going to care who's around you. And it's much safer to be surrounded by people because the severity will, will be, you know, um, diminished hopefully. But at the same time, I live in a city with 8 million people and a guy literally like stood behind me yesterday and just like kept, he just mirrored my movements for like a whole minute. And I'm surrounded by people. So, I mean, yeah, safety in numbers is true and it's a, it's proven, but I digress. True. Yes. I have done this and I have felt her pain. Yeah. I don't think there's, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in a second, but I don't think there's a time of day that this is the most dangerous. I mean, obviously at night it feels the most unsafe because you just feel more exposed, but there's not like a time of day when you won't get hit on. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can get hit on at 9am just as easily as you could get hit on at 9pm. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with your behavior, which is the biggest deal. So I will close with, I always make sure I'm wearing only one earbud and never go anywhere that isn't well lit. I often walk my dog at night. And even though he's the great Dane mix, I still have men following me from time to time. When that happens, I go in circles to check. I've walked straight into other people's yards to shake them. And that's from Mandy Klein B. Also true. I had a guy follow me down the block just the other day at midnight when I was walking the dogs. And I had seen, I, as I walked out of my apartment, he's walking in the opposite direction of the way I'm going. So I'm going left and he's going towards my right. And he like, like you're beautiful. And I'm just like, he says, have a good night. Okay. And I move on. And I look back behind me at the end of that particular block and I see him at the other side. So I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm good. He moved on. And very quietly apparently he followed me down the block that I was walking because I got all the way down turned back around to walk the dogs and he's right here in front of me terrifying so yeah I mean true like this and I only share these anecdotes because I don't want the there to be an excuse of like oh that's only one story like no most of us have a story like this so yeah and I think that's the whole point of today's episode we'll intro it in just a second with the actual Wendy theme but I, I haven't been followed with a dog, but I have been followed and I have definitely consciously gone underneath streetlights. I would never walk with headphones in unless I was like in the middle of nowhere and I could be sure that there was no one around. Like I would never walk with headphones in. And it's really interesting. And again, this, we'll talk about it more in a second, but one of my guy friends, he's married and he's like, I honestly had no idea until I got married that this is real. Like this isn't, something that happens to one or two girls. This is something that happens to almost every single woman that you know. Like Mm -hmm. it is something that happens. And he's like, it's wild because I would literally go out at night and walk just to clear my head because we were working from home and there's a lot of, you know, lockdown jitters. You just want to get out of your house. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'd literally go for a walk at like 9.30 or 10 at night and not even think about it. Put my headphones in and listen to a podcast. And I asked my wife and she was like, oh, I would never do that. And he was like, she asked me once, do you want to go for a walk? And he was like, oh, that's really nice. She wants to spend time with me. And she's like, no, I just literally don't want to go by myself because Mm -hmm. it's after 8 PM. Mm -hmm. And he's like, whoa. So let's, let's intro the actual Mm -hmm. sip and let's Mm -hmm. get into the conversation. Okay. The tea is exceptionally good today. (laughs) Who made this? Mm, Very delicious. That's a really apt segue because my cousin messaged me something today that is highly relevant. And that is that the majority of men 
they're in denial about these experiences that women have for one of two reasons. One, it's their ego or two, as my cousin states, um, let me just open the message really quick. Cause I read it to Hannah. And once again, like everything sort of just fell in place around this episode. So it really felt like the right yeah. day to do this. He says yeah. ego or genuine ignorance, quote unquote, both of us were among the skeptics until we heard multiple stories from close female friends. And cause he, he had discussed it with a friend is how it's what he was talking about to me. And this apparently goes across the board and some men, my issue isn't their, their ignorance because you don't experience this. Like, of course you wouldn't just know. My issue yeah. is your, your, uh, is animation a word that, you know, your, your, your adamant. Yes. Your, your insistence is what I'm trying to say Yeah, that it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like that's what bothers me. It's, it's not even just like not knowing because there's a lot of things I don't know that I've had to learn. My issue is when you have heard these things, you've heard multiple sources um, read Bill Cosby and still there is this, oh this gosh. whole, I can't even that that's a long conversation and I just, I can't, but like this, that's a prime reason that women are afraid to come forward a lot of the time. So, but the, the continued willful ignorance or even just straight up de- like denial that this is something we deal with. That's what bothers me there's a lot of social gaslighting because there's a lot of like, that's not what happened. You're taking this out of context. You're going too far with this. You don't really, it's the same. It's not the same struggle, but it's a very similar phenomenon to what happens with racism, where Mm -hmm. people just don't validate the experience of other people. And it's like, that's not yours to do. Their experience is valid and their stories are valid and their stories matter. So Mm -hmm. you saying that, it wasn't that bad or it didn't happen that way or there were extra circumstances that's just gaslighting there's absolutely no reason for this to happen and i will say it's transnational like there is literally not a single place on earth sadly where women are not either currently suppressed or have to worry about the freedom of men to act against them and we are by far in one of the most women forward societies in terms of the west you know what i mean like there's not too many places in the West where women are not at least close to 70 to 80% paid the same as men. Probably, you know, the income gap is smaller arguably here Mm -hmm. than anywhere else. So if there were a group of countries or a society, a societal group that had a shot at not having to worry about walking by yourself, it would be the West, the Western world. Mm -hmm. And we are so not there. Like not we are doing terribly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's just, it's oppression without a voice because, oh, it's a free society. You can do whatever you want. There's no oppression. You can vote, you can drive. What are you upset about? And it's like, well, honey, let me tell you, I'm upset about quite a lot because literally if I, I had to tell my husband this, cause again, you don't, you don't know if you haven't gone through it. If you're not a woman, you don't know. So I'd love to hear your reaction to this, but I, I know what it's going to be, but I was walking home from our local pub, which is maybe 0.1 mile. Like Mm -hmm. it is not far. Mm -hmm. And it was at night and I was actively aware of my surroundings. I had my key between my knuckles and I was walking through a very quiet English village. Like this is not a major city. You know, we're not talking about Soho in London. You know, it's not, it's not like a crazy loud, vibrant place. But I was walking with my keys between my knuckles and Mm -hmm. I told my husband, you know, I I will tell you, like, I was nervous to walk home. And he's like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I was like, it's at night. Like, 
me walking anywhere alone at night is nerve wracking because you don't know what could happen to you. Like we didn't have time to share a ton of these stories, but one of the Buzzfeed responses was, I never wear a ponytail, a loose hood or a backpack with a loop when walking by myself. These all make it easy for someone to grab you from behind. Mm -hmm. That's from DinoCat923. But the point being like, yeah. do, you, do you know the key knuckle trick? Did your mom teach you when you were younger? My mom didn't, but that's, you know, I don't, I don't know that that was like a conscientious, like thought in my parents' mind, but I, I did learn it, you know? Um, I mean, there wasn't, it wasn't until I was like a teenager in like well into adulthood really that I started to experience like overt, like reason to feel unsafe because I was always with someone when I was younger. So, yeah, you know, I had to learn self-defense movements for my, um, my isolation at that point. So but yes, of course, like I, I do the same thing. And I also, I carry mace and I also carry a pocket knife. Yeah, I know a lot of women that carry batons, that carry pepper spray. And these are not unused items. I think a lot of guys are like, oh, they just carry it to feel safe, to feel better. It's like an amulet, you know, mm -hmm. you're just holding it to feel better. It's it's one of your crystals. It just makes your heart happy. Like it doesn't actually do anything. And it's like most women who carry it have said they have reported that they used it at least like, once. Do you want to find out? <laughs> hmm? Should we test it? It's just so important to talk about because I think mm -hmm. a lot of guys think that we carry, like, because the idea of a rape whistle is a little bit ridiculous. Me blowing a whistle is not necessarily going to trigger help. But no. the fact that we have to resort to carrying a whistle is wild. Mm. Like, that that should be alarming. Less My so than the hilarious... You know? Mine, mine was an alarm. Like it wasn't a whistle. It was an actual alarm, like very, very loud. Like it, if it might, maybe I want to track someone because they'll think, oh, it's just a car alarm, but it will freak out someone who's not expecting that, you know? So, uh, you know, and this is my, one of my issues that I have is that there's this, we are raised as women to be polite and to be nice. And if you're nice to them and it's the same diatribe you hear, like, well, if you just obey the law, like you'll be fine. Like, if someone is intent on harming you, then, you know, there's nothing that you can do essentially, except for defend yourself, you know, or yeah. try to circumvent the issue as a whole, which isn't your responsibility and shouldn't be your responsibility beyond just like caring about your personal safety, you know, like we should all take steps to be safe, but why are we teaching young girls like, oh, well, when uncle Jerry comes over, like, don't wear shorts, like maybe uncle Jerry should stop coming over in that case, you know, like F politeness. Well, it's so normalized in movies. It's yeah. so normalized that guys hit on girls regardless of whether they're open to it or not. They pursue them wearing. whether they want yeah. to be pursued or not. And that was so important for me because I really feel, and I feel like a lot of women feel like it's my fault. Mm -hmm. Like I actively worry about what I wear mm -hmm. and you know, my style, it's not, it's not a showy style. Like I really don't wear anything too short or too revealing, but even if I did, that is not an invitation. Mm -hmm. But the point being like, I still to this day actively worry, did I wear something that's too revealing? Mm -hmm. Am I wearing something that's going to draw undue attention to myself? Am I in any way, shape or form more vulnerable or more likely to be attracting someone's attention mm -hmm. or bringing mm -hmm. someone to my like forefront and right. I bringing them to the forefront of, I, I guess I want to say like, am I 
am I getting their attention or am I attempting to right, gain right, their right. focus? Are you, are you being attention seeking? And actually it's, so it's called, yeah. it's called the male gaze and it's actually being very, very talked about on social platforms right now. So there's a lot of, um, women will like, there was a girl that just posted the other day where she wore a t-shirt underneath her like spaghetti strap maxi dress because she was like, I yeah. want to avoid, I want to avoid the male gaze. And that, it's just ogling is basically what that means. Because now we feel that we have contributed, you know, because this whole boys will be boys and they can't control their urges because somehow they're more, you know, animalistic than dogs who have the ability to listen to the word no. Like, congrats, you're yeah. worse than dogs. You did it. But even nobody thought you could, and you did. (laughs) That's for you. You did it. Um, A bigger issue, really, maybe not a bigger issue, but an an extra factor for me that really bothers me is the internalized misogyny that women have towards other women. And there's just like, be nice to guys who hit on you. Like, no, don't be nice to them. If they're making you uncomfortable, I had a friend the other day ditch a date because she was uncomfortable, and that's absolutely valid leave, run, get out of there. That's totally fine. You don't need to feel bad about that. You don't need to feel guilty. If someone is making you uncomfortable and they've approached you in some way that like, you're not consenting, you're not cool with it. Do what you have to do and don't apologize later. Men's comfort is not your obligation. Mm -mm. Men's comfort is not here for you to uphold. You were never holding it. So you can't drop it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's not on you to make someone else feel valid for hitting on you or to feel good about themselves for trying. That's not how this works. And more importantly, it's like, what are women saying to other women? Because Mm -hmm. I think right now it's definitely getting slightly better, but I was watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is the source of all news and information for me. <laughs> but the point being, they were- BBC who? They were, <laughs> BBC who? They were cataloging it at the time when uh, the Supreme Court justice, it was in 2019, he was going through Kavanaugh, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Brett, he was Brett, going- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. yeah. He was going through his confirmation hearings and people were enraged that this woman had come forward and they'd, you know, there were a lot of conspiracy theories about who she was and what her goal was. Mm-hmm. But the woman on the show, Lisa Rinna, of all people, but Lisa Rinna was like, I can't believe that anyone is having a conversation apart from what has this woman been through and how can we help her? Mm-hmm. Like, why is there any sort of conversation about a motive or... And I hear the people from the back of the room that are like, but what about the people who false report? They suck and they will have their just desserts at some stage, but you should not doubt people who are coming forward, especially in a public forum. Like it's hard enough to do when you don't have a massive following in an audience and people sending you hate mail. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's wild to me. Like, I just can't imagine what would go through your body except for that you've completely dehumanized them to the point that you don't realize that it's a person Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't feel sympathy and that you would want to attack their character Mm -hmm. yeah i have have two notes related and the first is that citing the false reporters that's the new all lives matter to me because here we are presenting a very niche specific issue to you and like yeah some people do false report how much do they make let's do the comparison here like percentage wise, more it's people like less than 1%. It's, it's minuscule. It is, it's not comparable. It's incomparable. Please do not bring that up around me because I will lose my mind. And as soon as you're like, just to play devil's advocate, you have lost. Stop talking to me. You have nothing to contribute to this conversation. You're clearly not capable of critical analysis or critical thinking. And therefore I think that you're stupid and I don't want to talk to you. 
my second note if I can remember it um and now I can't so um there there will be a second note eventually when I remember it but anyway well and it's one of those things where it will be people who haven't been through sexual assault but it will also be people who've been through sexual assault Mm -hmm. that immediately re-victimize someone else and will Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. I don't believe their story and it's like that's your own trauma triggering you. That's, yeah. that's nothing to do with their validity and their story. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people would say like, oh, I don't know anyone that that's happened to. Like, it just doesn't seem that real to me that someone would be attacked. And I'm like, well, it's not always an attack. Like it's not always a scene from, you know, uh, what's the law and order SVU. It's not mm-hmm. always somebody running through central park and then they knock you over the head. Like, if you don't know someone who's been sexually assaulted, now you do because I've been sexually assaulted. And it wasn't a case of somebody running through the park and clobbering me with a rock, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. It was a case of someone that I loosely knew through a friend taking advantage of me while I wasn't awake. Mm -hmm. So like, you just don't know people's stories. And it takes a lot to say that. Like for me, I would say I have, I was very lucky. Like I was not harmed physically. I had trauma to deal with from it, but it was emotional trauma. It wasn't physical trauma. And a lot of people are not that lucky. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have very serious injuries and really serious traumas. Like a lot of people get PTSD afterwards, Mm -hmm. but the point being like, if you've been sexually assaulted, you are heard, seen and valued. But if you've not been sexually assaulted, that doesn't mean that the things that you're bringing up about men making you uncomfortable is invalid. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not just men. I mean, to be fair, there are definitely women who mm-hmm. are following the same pattern and are inappropriate. Like it's, yeah. it's just inappropriate and wrong. Yeah. And every day I'm in a, I was in a female Navy enlisted group on Facebook for a while. And God knows the amount of women who came on there, like, I am afraid to report. I'm experiencing backlash for reporting this, this, and that, you know, because now it's like we're the naysayers are somehow for some reason, the louder voice in the scenario. And I, it, that it just boggles my mind. And before I forget the second note, the second note. <laughs> um, was that the guys who, these guys who were so adamant that like, this is not an experience that you've had and I'm never going to acknowledge it. As soon as they have daughters, 180 but then they start then they start to they start to project because they're like well I know guys and I'm like no you know yourself and you know guys like you and you now know what you did which means that the whole time you were well aware of the wrongness of your actions and you chose to consider your own feelings over the well-being of somebody else so now that this is closely and personally related to you now it matters like you're a loser And I just want to, like, I was so angry about the Bill Cosby trial. I was so hurt because that's how many women over 60, 60, over 60 women who came forward and shared their stories. And with a sweep of a pen, a judge said that you're invalid. Your experience was invalid. What happened to you will not have justice. Go home. It was disgusting. And then, of course, the next day there was the Britney Spears verdict that was Mm -hmm. like, actually, fully cognizant and functional human you are not allowed to control your own life okay so if you had a penis maybe we could talk but you don't so we we could have a conversation but we're just happy with the guys who have penises currently managing you continuing to Mm -hmm. do that even though they're exploiting you right so well they're getting it's it's benefiting them so why stop a good thing you know and obviously we're being facetious and sarcastic when we say those things like but 
you know, and then what's his name? The swimmer who was raping the girl behind the dumpster or the bleachers or whatever it was, you know, his what? judge. Do you not the story? Um, hang on. I mean, let me pause and find his name. Brock Turner. Brock Turner, ex-Stanford University swimmer convicted of sexual assault, attempted rape, received a fair trial. He did. He was also, I think that the judge overturned it or gave him like a very, a very light sentence. And he's like pretty much good to go now. And in he is obviously the largest portion of the problem. That judge is the second largest portion of the problem. And that attitude is the overreaching issue that like, oh, well, but he's a good kid. Like, yeah, he raped somebody, but like he has so much going for him. That's the attitude that they have about these guys. And it's, it's a white guy. So of course, you know, like needless to say, like, I am unfortunately not at all surprised that that is how the verdict went, that he got such a lenient sentencing. And basically the judge was like, you know what? I don't want to ruin your life. You ruined her life, but yours is good to go. And that's what I care about. Yours is the life that matters. Yeah. And that's the thing is it, it's socially accepted that mm-hmm. women's lives matter a lot less than men's. Mm-hmm. It's not marginal. It's a lot less right. statistically. It's so much less. And it, it's just wild because we, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but we are training ourselves. We're training our daughters. We're training yeah. other, other women to make yourself small, make mm-hmm. yourself undetectable. Don't look at them. Don't be heard. Don't be seen. Fly in stealth mode so that you don't risk being an attention grabber for some guy who mm-hmm. can't control his amygdala. And so schools are exacerbating this. I don't want to throw you off. Schools with their spaghetti strap yeah. rule exacerbating that issue. Shoulders should not be distracting. I'm sorry. That's creepy. <laughs> if you as a teacher are attracted in any way, shape, or form to your female students, like, you should not problem. be a teacher. You should not be there. Like if my, should if not my, be a and like, I don't know if cleavage is the issue they're worried about, but so freaking what? Like, so what? Anyway. But here's, here's another thing. So I'm just going to keep coming up to this Bugs Bunny article. Cause I just think it's so good. There's a girl who said when I was doing online dating, I would straight up ask dudes to see their ID when we met. I'd snap a pic of it and text it to my sister right then and there, along with my location and plans for the night. I tell her if she doesn't hear from me by X time with a certain code that had been agreed upon before, then she needs to call 911 and give the police all the info I just sent her. Mm-hmm. That was peanut 801. And I've never gone quite to that extreme because maybe I'm, I think there's a naivete involved there because I've never personally been I have been inappropriately groped, but I've never been. And it's so weird because that's technically an assault, but because it's not like, it's not rape, it's diminished in my mind, you know? So like, yes, someone did do something to me that I did not consent to. And I had a big problem with it, but because it didn't meet X, Y, and Z criteria, I don't feel that I can call it assault. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's another issue within the fold. So well, and so many of these stories, and I'm sure so many women around the world are, I'm just attempting to take public transport and I've been groped. I was walking down the street and I was, I was touched. Like there are so many stories that people are trying to tell that are being pushed down by like, oh, it's, it's not a big enough deal. Oh, you didn't make it all the way to home base. So it doesn't count. Like that's disgusting. Any assault on your person, any violation of your space, especially a physical violation is a huge deal, Mm -hmm. but it's important that like we validate women 
telling these stories. And we also change the culture, like you were saying, of raising men who think that it's okay to do these things or that Mm -hmm. there's no consequence for it or Mm -hmm. that it's normal. Like how many messages of online from online dating did you get that were explicit, like sexually explicit without any consent, any indication that that was okay. Any discussion about what your boundaries were in terms of verbalizing their sexual thoughts, like that needs to be consensual activity. That Mm -hmm. is not a free space to just say whatever you want. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't touch you. So it's fine. No, like you screaming an expletive at me or messaging me an expletive is still a violation of my space. Mm -hmm. It still causes me problems. And I have one more story and it's, I I didn't want to talk a lot, a lot about the military because it's just rampant, honestly, like, and they're aware of it. It's at every freaking corner and they don't care. It doesn't matter. It's a huge problem in the military culture. Mm -hmm. So I had I had this guy who was in a leadership position. He mm-hmm. was somebody who at the time I was really, I was in the throes of my autoimmune disease. I didn't know I was pre-eating disorder at this point. This was the catalyst of the eating disorder more than likely. <laughs> That's not the point. But I was, I was in a space where I really needed workout advice because the Navy has specific standards for what they want you to look like, despite the fact that your body is completely different from the person next to you's body. That's not a point that they want to hear. (laughs) So I was receiving counseling from a man who was maybe six years older than me Mm -hmm. on what to do to work out because my body is obviously the same as his body. So if he has a workout, you don't have testosterone. Yeah. So it's fine. So anyway, so that was the premise of this conversation. Nobody was in the office. I'm sitting down and he comes and sits in front of me. So I'm like on the desk. His office. Mm. No, he's sitting chair to chair with me, borderline touching my knees. Okay. So he's somebody who has always been really rude to me. He's somebody who has treated me very much like he doesn't like me. So he then sits down to tell me that despite the fact that he's married, he is so attracted to me. He is like undressing me with his eyes all day. He like, I can't even remember because I just spaced out, but he was just going on and on about how he thought we should hook up. And, and he is just so into me and blah, blah, blah. And I, I just remember going, you're married. And I had this hot feeling in my chest. Like I'm so panic. It's a panic. Yeah. So, and, and he was like, yeah, I know that's not the point though, blah, 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 blah. And I still to this day don't know if it was like he did it as a joke to see if I would say yes or what, but I got out of there and he called me on my personal phone from the office number to give me something about who I should talk to tomorrow about physical training. And I was like, I just felt so, cause I think what he was doing was basically saying, don't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have, phone, I have your phone number. The conversation today was just between you and I. And, and if you had, I think we can both reasonably predict. There would have been no response at all. He well, it, it, you would have, there would have, words. there would have been backlash on you from him. Like, yeah. There would have been, and that's technically illegal in the Navy, but so is hazing and that still happens. So, I mean. And the point is, this isn't just the military. This That's mm-hmm. just where it's really permissive and people are really like normalizing it and it's fine. But in normal workplaces, there are definitely people who have experienced something similar. There are people who've been harassed by bosses. There are people who are harassed by people who work for them. Mm-hmm. There is There is no space that 
a man has not attempted to harass a woman in. And I just hope that if you are listening and you do feel like your story is similar, that you really feel seen and you really feel heard. Mm-hmm. And Emma, is there anything else that you want to cover? Um, just that I have unfortunately more than one friend like almost a full hand if not two hands of people that I know personally that have been assaulted that I was either witnesses for or that told me after the fact you know like just and you know I I hate to relate it to the military that's just where I have the most experience in life thus far and that's where the majority of it has occurred so like all of it occurred during our service and I I just I have friends who went through these traumas and they they don't they don't have victim mentalities or anything like that, you know, like they did the best that they could and are still currently working on those traumas. And, but I see in their parenting style, such a vast difference. And I don't know if it's because of their traumas. I mean, they're good people anyway. And these are tenants and practices that they believe in regardless. But she, this one friend in particular that I'm thinking of preaches consent to her. She has a son and she's got a daughter and to both of them, she's like consent no matter what you're asking, no matter what you're doing, like consent first, always. And, you know, also changing the tone of masculinity of the, you know, this, this preconceived concept of this is masculine. This is feminine. Don't do this because that, you know, like, yeah, she's really actively breaking those barriers with her own kids so that when they get older and they are faced with these societal norms, now they have, you know, the, the more fortitude and yeah. tools to say no like that's not right you know I that doesn't sit right with me because that's not what we did in my household and yeah. you know that I, I I hope to god that that becomes the mainstream as like Gen Z is getting older and starting to have families eventually you know like I hope that's the route that it goes um but it has to start with us and it's unfortunate that's our responsibility because it shouldn't be, you know, like, yeah. but the attitude between our parents, their parents and us, vast generational differences in how yeah. boys are raised. Yeah. And I will say like, I still see traces of this in my mental patterns today and my behavior patterns today. I think I came out of my assault pretty unscathed comparatively. I think the one thing that I remember thinking and even afterwards was I did something to bring this on. It's Mm -hmm. my fault. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the most common responses that women have. But at the time I was, I had newly decided that my boundary was going to be that I don't sleep with guys that I'm dating. And it was maybe three or four months after that. And I dealt with this. And then I, the next morning, literally thought that I must have gone back and broken my own boundary. And Mm -hmm. then it was my fault that it had happened because I must have led him to believe that there was going to be something more. I must have initiated it. And it took like three or four weeks for me to sit with it enough to go. It wasn't your fault. Mm -hmm. You didn't do this. Mm -hmm. This is not something that you brought on yourself. And I can see that pattern of thinking still in what I, what I said in the way that I get dressed in the outfits that I wear and the occasions that I wear them to, in the way that I feel as I'm walking, as I'm looking around to make sure that nobody's paying too much attention to me. Mm -hmm. And in the way that I interact with guys, in the way that even guys that I know I'm not gonna break a boundary with, I still feel a responsibility to guard both sides of the boundary. Mm 
what I see now happening a lot is women becoming very hostile is not the right word. Um, abrasive maybe this have negative connotation though they're calling these men out and they're doing it literally loudly they're doing it in public spaces because the only way that i see to convince men you know to take us seriously for this conversation not to fall on deaf ears which is like my biggest concern is to shame them out of it like embarrass you should be embarrassed scream back at the kid who screams at you yes i'm going like i saw a a girl posted a video that she secretly recorded like a guy an older man was escorting a clearly drugged young woman and was trying to convince her like to stay with him like i'm your friend like stay with us and these other girls are like they're screaming at him like you do not know her you are not her friend let go of her and they're being very aggressive towards him and unfortunately that's really the only response that I can think of, you know, ignoring them doesn't work. They just, because then they get mad at you. And now, and now suddenly I'm the bad guy, even though you approached me. So what I have found and when I have done this is that being just as like being loud back at them freaks them out. And I don't know if it's going to change their whole way of thinking, but I do think they're going to remember that and maybe take, you know, maybe not do it quite so flippantly at the very least. Yeah. And for the males who are listening, listen to these stories and then it's on you to clean up your side of the street. You can't be responsible for all men. You can't be responsible for the actions of others, but there is an undercurrent culture of all men, just like there's an undercurrent culture of all women. There are shared experiences and shared norms Mm -hmm. that we all have. And it often goes beyond culture. So very frequently there will be someone who grew up in a completely different country to me who's had the same experience. Mm -hmm. And especially in Europe, we saw that with the Sarah Everard case, like she disappeared walking home and there was just an outcry of that has happened to a friend of mine. I, I felt this, I was nearly taken, blah, 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 blah. Like so many, so many stories Mm -hmm. and on and on it goes. Mm -hmm. And if you are a guy, listen to these stories. And if you're a woman, if you're, if you're sharing, if you, if you feel like this is for you, if you feel like you've had one of these stories, I would just encourage you to tell that story. It's so Mm -hmm. important that we speak up and that we say something because yes, it is absolutely on men to educate themselves or on offending parties to educate themselves, but it's also on us to not get discouraged when Mm -hmm. people don't hear us and to just keep telling your story because it does matter. And, you know, as, as people receiving that story, it's our job to listen to it, validate your experience and try try to lift you up and help you to share that story again. My last comment is that if you are a man and you are angry at hearing this, we're talking about you and you are the intended audience for that criticism. And I hope that you feel ashamed and embarrassed. And if you're probably not that, I don't, I don't think anyone who listens to this that I know as a guy. I don't is think going they would have to... gotten this far in. <laughs> I well, no, but I also think that like, you know, some people listen, they want to be angry. So they, you know, they like wait until they can justify me be like, you know, upset about something. Every guy I know that listens is not that kind of guy. And I 100% believe that they are our allies in this. So, yeah. but I would just like to say that as a guy, analyze your friends and check them. Because if you have guy friends who are offended by women coming forward, that one, that's a terrible friend. And two, shame the crap out of them. Yeah. And it's something that is not comfortable to do. There are comments that are made in friend groups that are adjacent to mine that I happen to be present for. They're not my friends, but they're people I know. And some of the comments were racist and I can't, I'm not going to laugh along. I'm not going to co-sign that. 
I have to say something. It's not comfortable. I'm not like, hey, I'd love to end your joke here. And I'd love to make my mark here as the person who doesn't like this and doesn't tolerate this. But it's necessary. It's important that people mm -hmm. say something. It's important to speak up. And if you are are you, if you're listening to this and you, this is your story, like you feel really seen. Mm -hmm. I just hope that this encourages you to like, keep living your life. The worst thing you can do is make yourself small to dim your light for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's nothing that we could do that would prevent them. So why on earth are we going to live small? Because mm -hmm. it, it somehow makes us less detectable, live your life, be you mm -hmm. and, and don't let it discourage you. Let it empower you to like mm -hmm. push back. We're not playing dead anymore. We're making ourselves as big as possible and we're screaming right back at you. But also if you are a woman hearing this, even a guy, if you've experienced assault and people invalidated yeah. you, because it does, it does happen. That's not the conversation it today, but we do recognize your plight. If you need to talk about it and you're not comfortable telling people that you're close to, we can be your safe space. Please feel, yeah, feel free, free to, to reach out. It doesn't have to be both of us. It can be one of us. It can be the podcast. And you know, it's a sensitive platform i get that and you're maybe you're worried about putting it out there in the world and you're not ready and that's fine but at any point if any of you do feel the need or the you know desire to express yourself we i hope at this point proven ourselves to be um a safe space and allies of you so yeah okay um yeah i mean it, honestly it's something that i could talk about in circles and over and over for days there's, there's for so days. many there's so many avenues that we could take this and this is not the last you're going to hear of this conversation this is definitely probably the most ranty that i'll be about it um but i don't know I'm, for me i might get i'm like <laughs> right now i'm like running on fumes and i'm just like i'm just now i'm just angry because i have as a woman it's so easy to get angry by this because it's just something yeah. you experience and it's normalized and that's the most disgusting part so that being said Thank you guys so much for joining us. I am Emma. I am Hannah. Oh, that's the tea.